The airport is a place to get in and out of as quickly as possible. But what about for the unhoused? I'm Dr. Lynn Pascarella, president of the American Association of Colleges and Universities. And today on the Academic Minute, Janet Bednarik, professor of history at the University of Dayton, explores the airport as home. Airports are designed as places of transit, facilities to move people as quickly as possible. When movement is disrupted, airports can become uncomfortable places, filled with weary travelers wanting nothing more than to leave as soon as possible in order to salvage a family trip or a long-awaited vacation or to simply return home. My research on the history of airports has revealed that for some people, the airport has become home. Since at least the mid-1980s, U.S. airports have witnessed homeless people finding long-term shelter in terminal buildings. In the years just before the pandemic, several U.S. airports reported an increase in the number of homeless using them as an unofficial public shelter. While most airport officials do provide what aid they can, it is clear that they do not view homeless shelter as an appropriate use of their facility. The most famous case of a person finding a home at the airport happened not in the U.S., but in France. In 1988, Maran Karimi Nasiri, an Iranian refugee traveling between Belgium and England via Charles de Gaulle Airport outside of Paris, found himself in travel limbo when he lost the papers verifying his refugee status that would have allowed him to fly to England. Without his papers, he was also barred from entering France. He spent 18 years living at the airport, leaving only in 2006 when his declining health necessitated hospitalization. Once he regained his health, he returned to the airport and again took up residency. On November 12, 2022, while living in Terminal 2F, he suffered a heart attack and died. In his case, a place that is generally seen as one to move through as quickly as possible had become a long-term home. That was Janet Bednarik of the University of Dayton. You can find this, other segments, and more information about the professors at academicminute.org. Production support for the Academic Minute comes from AAC&U, advancing liberal learning and research for the public good.